The programme which follows is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. You're listening to Very Loose Women. Hello and welcome to Very Loose Women. You're listening to Resonance 104.4 FM's flagship female chat show. Tonight we're hosting a mum special. Yay! (laughs) Someone had to be excited. So we're navigating mother-daughter relationships and we've actually got a special guest um, joining us. We've got Esther Grinfeld. Hi, Esther. She's a re-guest, but um, previously has guested on the show at Port Elliot in front of a live audience. How does it feel to be back, Esther? I'm very excited. So I think part of the reason why it's great to have you on talking about mother-daughter relationships is that when we were at Port Elliot Festival interviewing people, every single person we met came across, you did ask them, how's your relationship with your mother? And it's kind of like your trademark question, (laughs) Esther. So in honour of that, we thought we'd um, get you on. Also because we had the infamous dad special of 2007, so it's high time the mothers had a bit of a repost. Indeed. (laughs) It lives on in everyone's (laughs) collective consciousness. Um, Yeah, I thought, well, we often start with a gripe, but I thought it'd be nice to start with Esther's firsts because as Esther's been visiting me, she had a lot of firsts. So Esther, can you tell us some of your firsts of the week? you've had um i've been to my first bingo in particular my first drag queen bingo Fantastic. so that was that was quite a when an exciting that? event it's monday royal Vauxhall tavern every monday 8 30 p.m uh yeah so esther enjoyed that did you win no did you want to win any of those prizes no there was things like cat food and uh, toilet brushes very strange <laughs> things no no Useful. but it was fun we learned a lot <laughs> and we didn't have to do the Macarena in front of anyone, which was a concern throughout the evening. So okay. that's a great first. And, you know, I haven't done that. So there. you're ahead. There you go. Yeah. So. And my other first was my first pub quiz. Yeah. So oh. That was exciting too. Didn't win that either. No, not, not a lot of winning this week. <laughs> no. But, but, but so taking, taking part, part was yes. taking part. fun. <laughs> I think we could start with talking um, with Esther's answering the questions and then go to Jill's. So firstly, Esther... How was your relationship with your mother? Um, I think it was quite good. Um, it wasn't it, not frequent arguments. Uh, I think I could confide some things to her about boys and things like that. So but you would tell her if you smooched someone? Yes, yes. She was very keen to know that sort of thing because she was very anxious for me to get married and all that sort of thing. She She was on top of that sort of of thing, yes. Why didn't I want to go out with this one and what was wrong with that one and so on. So we did share some of those things. But so you think you got on generally pretty well? Not too bad, I think, yes. Should we see if um, Jill feels like talking? (laughs) Yeah, has Jill got something to say on the matter of being a mother? Yeah, so my mum can't be here, but I was um, at my family home over the weekend um, and we actually had a great time so I interviewed um, my mum and asked a few questions um, so I think that um, probably first up um, we can go into the first bit of that interview um, so here is my mum who is Jill um, she's a retired teacher and um, I started off asking her about her relationship with her mother I suppose the first question I've got for you mum is what was your relationship with your mother like that's um, an Esther Grinfeld special question (laughs) well it wasn't very good I think most people who knew us as a family have subsequently said that they all felt she didn't give me sufficient attention because she was more concerned with doing her own thing 
I wasn't particularly given that much attention by her. Not in terms of actually sitting down and talking through problems and issues. I tended to have to just sort things out for myself, which is probably why I'm quite an independent person. Other people's parents, even if they worked, seemed to be much more involved and supportive in what their children were doing. Did you get the impression that she had wanted to have a family? Yes, and she was very good with other people's <laughs> children and family. <laughs> Probably just... I think she always thought I was awkward because I um, I was quite different from her. I didn't sort of toe the line as much. Her view was always the right view. And if you didn't agree with her, well, you were wrong. She was very vibrant, very sociable, uh, very active. Most people found her very good-looking and people found her very entertaining. People used to say, why aren't you more like your mother? <laughs> That's so rude. Who said that? <laughs> um, some, of the, some of the boys I went to sixth form with. Oh, <laughs> yes, It is, isn't it? So you didn't try and model yourself on No, her. no. I probably went the opposite way. What did your mother try to teach you? What do you think? What kind of wisdom did she try and impart? I think it was family was very important to her. Um, it was very important to her that that I get married. But so, so she was just really keen that you would find a husband. Yes. Why was she so keen on that? I think because, well, for one thing, I guess a woman was um, not usually independent financially or whatever. I think a woman's worth was attached to her husband and I think because she had lost all her family in the Second World War I think family was very important to her and she wanted me to be married and she wanted to have grandchildren and all that sort of thing mm. and therefore um, it was very important to her my appearance that I should I should wear makeup and high heels and um, lose weight and so on uh, so that I could get a man <laughs> did you find that was a lot of pressure? Like, how did that make you feel? It was a lot of pressure. Um, I didn't. I didn't like it. Um, I felt. I felt very ugly and um, very bad about myself. Mm. So it was very important to me. I think, as a mother, that my daughter Emma should feel That's good me. about yeah. herself. <laughs> oh, I should have said this is my mother. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Should feel good about herself and. Um, I mean, your mum was pretty pressured. extreme, actually, because you said she wanted you to wear high heels, wanted you to wear makeup. Also, she gave you something in order that you would lose weight. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> oh, in those days, yes, you um, took laxatives, or some people did take laxatives to lose weight. So I, have, I had done that in the past as well. Yes. And because she encouraged that. Yes. Oh, yes. And was that something where at the time people knew that there were health implications or did she just think at any costs it's a good idea? Um, no, it it used to be advertised. Well, in those days they advertised cigarettes as good for mm. you. Um, it used to be advertised as a method of weight loss. I don't think people knew any better. I certainly didn't. I was probably 14 or 15 years old or something at That's the time. So I wasn't aware Certainly. And she wasn't either. Your experience with your own mother, how did that inform your relationship with me? I think it made me want to be a different mother because of the problems I'd had um, during pregnancy and knowing that it was unlikely that I'd be able to have more children. It made me want to relish being a mother and being the best possible mother I could be to you. 
we're both tearing up. Tearing <laughs> In your lifetime, how do you think the role of a mother has changed? In those days, everybody had relatives very close. And if you had a crying baby, you could just push it, put it in the pram and push it up to your mother and things like that. As a greater expectation on people to actually do things with their children. We do quite a lot of stuff together. Mm. Dad makes us exercise all the time. So when we ditch him, we can just go and watch a film. <laughs> Sit down. So with your mum kind of trying to get you into makeup and all those things and you weren't really into it, do you think that that's changed like your approach to what you expected of me? Yes, I, I definitely didn't want you to feel... I wanted you to feel very comfortable in your own skin and that you didn't have to conform to any sort of appearance, wear high heels or anything else, so... I think you've imparted that onto me. I yeah, didn't, I, I, I never was just wear high heel. That's very, very... I don't think I've ever seen you in heels. Sometimes wear a wedge, I'll mm. be honest, mm. but... Very rare. Um, but you've also told me quite often that like education was really important to her. Oh, definitely. Um, um, she, she worked in a factory um, sewing coats and she definitely wanted her children to have an education. She definitely discouraged me and would not let me learn how to do anything like sewing or knitting or crocheting, which she could also she was also very proficient at. She definitely didn't want me to be to have to do anything like that or know how to do anything like that. She was very important to her that we, we have a good education. It was which is a very good thing of course. It's true. It's interesting that she actively discouraged you from learning those skills, which are probably kind of useful quite well, fun she skills also. Me off. <laughs> she scared me off um is there like anything you particularly admired about your mum um well i think she was a very brave woman she left home on her own when she was uh, 15 or 16 at the outbreak of war in poland um and and uh the rest of her family was killed by the nazis and she escaped in, into russia and survived she was she was a survivor she was very brave so that that was i think very very admirable of her she was sort of tough woman not very well educated but life taught her a lot i guess she was a survivor i've got a tiny little bit about what her mum taught her and some advice should we go with that? Sometimes you've got to develop that gutting instinct as to what's the right thing to do. And I'm not sure I know how to define gut instinct and whether gut instinct is something you gain from experience, but it does sometimes stand you in good stead. So what did you learn from your mum, who is Joan? I didn't really know her. Um, I suppose the things that I recall learning from her would be very much the basics of cooking, cleaning, mending, how to do budgets and things. I feel more that values came more from my dad. Mm. And of course, he lived longer, so I spent more time with him when I was a mum. When you came to have a child, it was 35 years later, so you were 35 and you had me. My mum couldn't really remember what advice she'd been given, and she'd only had one child. As far as actually what you do with a crying baby, I don't think she could remember <laughs> any sort of childcare things. Did you always want to be a mother? When people talk about the biological clock, I think it is there. 
I think a lot of people, though, sort of say to themselves, well, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. There's not that many people who would actually be prepared to go through things like IVF because it's so tough. My sort of gut feeling is that a lot of people like me would maybe be reluctant to put themselves through that. Did you um, want to have children when you did? The first time I did get pregnant was unexpected. It just happened. So we weren't actively planning on getting pregnant. For some reason, I just did. We were both fairly ecstatic, particularly your father, who I thought might be a bit because he was facing redundancy. And I thought he might think this was a really bad idea. But unfortunately, I didn't carry that baby to full term. And we knew that any subsequent pregnancies would be quite difficult. And he was very anxious and very worried about that. And I did have to have what's called a Shirodka stitch, which is basically a stitch in the cervix to hold the baby in. That was a difficulty with my mother because she didn't feel medical intervention was a good idea. But without medical intervention, you wouldn't have been here. Mm, It's really sad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, But fortunately... With you, you hung in there. Do you think I'd be a good mum? Yes, I do. Because you're hard-working and conscientious. If you're hard-working and conscientious in your job, I think you'd be hard-working and conscientious being a mother. Because mm. you're just changing roles. Nobody, when they first have a baby, has a clue what to do. So, I guess that you... Well, I want to know. Mum, did you always want to have children? Did you always want to be a mum? Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I, <laughs> do you still not? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the the best thing of my life. Absolutely. But I didn't have any sort of concept really of what it was like. Um, didn't know what to do or anything like that. Um, scared to death of the pain, I think as well. Mm. Well, actually you said, mum, that like dad was the one that kind of encouraged, that was really yes. excited about having yes. kids. And he wanted to have four children. Yes. And Catherine, what does your dad say about having kids? Because he had a kind of different view. My dad said, I asked him, did you always want to have children? And he said, no man ever really wants to have children, but you do it because your wife wants to. And then when you have them, they're your life and you love them loads. But, but, you know, he was totally adamant that men don't really, like, want children in the same way. But, I mean, that's obviously absurd. (laughs) Totally absurd viewpoint. No, I don't think it's generally true. <laughs> yeah, what, so what do you think is the hardest thing about being a mum and what's the best thing? The best thing about being a mother is that the joy you have from watching your child grow and achieving things. I think the hardest thing about being a mother is actually um, standing back sometimes Um, letting you make mistakes. That's a bit of a cliche in what everybody says, but I think it's probably true. Another hard thing, possibly, is um, competing demands you have um, about being a wife, being a mother, and being in the workforce and multitasking and juggling everything. Which you are very good at, but is it a relief now that you've got one less because you're Um... tired? (laughs) I'm not a great one for sort of thinking about myself, other than perhaps thinking, well, I'm a bit tired today or I'm a bit not tired. Classic Um, mum. Classic mum, not thinking about yourself. That's right, classic (laughs) mum. What's the best or the hardest thing about being a mum, then? 
Um, well, I agree with with Peanut's mother. It's it's difficult um, difficult to see your children make mistakes. Difficult what mistakes? to see them be independent. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, you've never made any. It's all theoretical, isn't it? Um, but you know, to see them be independent and not doing what you necessarily what you would like them to do or whatever but making their own decisions and so on and their own mistakes and um and what's the best thing big watching them (laughs) watching them develop i mean the the babyhood on it's just it's just so wonderful every everything is a delight all the the developments and that and and it's just amazing do you think we're still developing (laughs) <laughs> I guess oh. so, but not not perhaps at the same rate as when you're you're babies. Okay, I think that's probably fair. Um, I'm just really like I really want to hear Esther sing. Yeah. So, is this you've got something that you wanted to sing for us? That is it on theme. Esther? Yes. Yes. Um, it's a song in Yiddish, which is the uh, language of Eastern European Jewry, and. Um, which is quite similar to German. And uh, I think it's probably quite well known that uh, Jewish mothers are rather overprotective and uh, supposed to be quite special, although I think in many cultures mothers are very over <laughs> overprotective. Jewish but, mothers like to feed you up. Yes, that's, that's true. That's a big one. Eating is a very, very important part of, yes, encouraging eating for an important part of being a Jewish mother. And then you get to a certain age and then they want then you they to give lose you weight. Yes. yes. <laughs> Classic Jewish mother behavior. Yeah. Um, so this is a song which I must say my mother used to cry remembering her mother every time she heard it. She could hear it five times a day and she would cry five times a day. Um, and it's called a Yiddish mame, which means a Jewish mother, basically. Um, oh, I'm embarrassed to sing it. I'm excited to hear you sing it. Um, do you sing this one in your choir? Because Esther's also a member of a Yiddish choir in Melbourne. Yes. Um, it's it's an often requested one. We do sing for um, old folks' homes and so on, and it's, it is an often requested song. Very schmaltzy, as you say, sort of very, <laughs> very sentimental. Okay. Go for it. A jüdische Mame, es geht nicht besser auf der Welt. A jüdische Mame, oi wei wie bitter, wenn sie fällt. Wie schönen lichtig ist in Haus, wenn die Mame ist da. Wie treurig finster wird, wenn Gott nimmt ihr auf euer In Wasser, in Feier. Wurde sie gelaufen, feier Kind, nicht halten ihr Teier, das ist gewiss der größte Sinn. Oi, wie glücklich und reich ist der Mensch, was hat, als a schöne Matone geschenkt von Gott, nur an altisch gejüdische Mame, Mame mein. Sorry, that was terrible, wasn't it? Oh, that was great. <laughs> no, that was fantastic. Can you explain what it's about? I mean, apart um, from it's a Jewish okay. mother. The main Obviously, theme. there is nothing better than a Jewish mother. It is so bitter when when she is not with you. It the house is um, beautiful and the light and light when she's there and 
sad and dark when she's not there, when God takes her to the um, heaven. Um, through water and through fire, she would run for her child, and the greatest sin is not to hold her dear. How happy and rich is the person that has such a beautiful gift from God as the old Jewish mother, my mother. Oh, <laughs> can you relate to that sentiment? <laughs> Thanks so much for sharing that with us. I really enjoyed it. That's interesting. It's also quite different, I guess, to what your mum was saying about her mother mm. and, you know, her yeah, I not think, holding her dear, possibly. Yeah, I think it's quite... Um, so my mum had told me a few times before that her mother used to say to her, you're so awkward and, you know, he's going to marry you and that kind of thing. But I did get a kind of sense that maybe my gran took my mum for granted a lot. Like, I don't know, um, my mum said in that first bit of the interview that she felt that her mum did like kids and stuff. But I think she was just quite preoccupied with doing her own thing and was quite, um, like, being a centre of attention and maybe didn't really think properly about what my mum kind of meant to her. Um, but it's kind of funny hearing that because I didn't know my grandma because she died when I was very young. So I don't really have any context for her other than a few, like, very early memories. Um, so I kind of go on what my mum says. But my dad really liked my gran, and they got on really well, and he just can't understand why she and my mum didn't get on. But that is kind of the thing about mother-daughter relationships. Like, all this stuff builds up in your teen years, and it might seem completely ridiculous to other people, but the way you see your mother is so different to how everyone else does. Well, it sounds view. like your gran was like a kind of a character and really fun. So obviously to everyone around her, that's really fun. Yeah. But it's not that fun if you're a child, like wanting the attention. Yeah, possibly. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And she was very against medical intervention in terms of when my mum was trying to have me. Um, but also she was, you know, she was anti-immunizations and things like that. And she was that type of person who just couldn't be persuaded by anyone else having maybe a more factually accurate view or anything. <laughs> it didn't really impact on her. I want to ask a really quick question to my mum. Do you think that, like, your relationship with your mum changed as you got older and, like, why that was? Do you think, like, maybe you understood her a bit better when you are oh, older? Oh, sure. Or? When you have your own children, I think it changes. And also, at some stage... Well, you understand better and you don't you don't hold a grudge. I mean, at some stage, things that happen to you are your own decisions and your own fault. When you're younger, you blame your mother. Um, but as you grow up, I think you have to forgive and recognise that they do the best as they understand it and so on. And that's the way it is. We're, we're all just doing our best and muzzling through, really, aren't we? Was um, she always very open with you about how she felt about things and her experiences or did you find a lot of the things out about her personality and experiences when you were older um I think she was she was quite open but I think um she was so very poor for a long time that I think um a lot of things were just you know concentrated on on food and hunger and and things like that um she also came from a very religious family, and I was com brought up completely atheist, so that was that was quite different as well. So her family life was, was very different to mine, really. So I think we're coming up towards the end of the show. Have you got any more burning questions? <laughs> um, no, I just think it's really interesting that obviously at each stage of motherhood, your mum was brought up in a certain way, and she's kind of gone 
the kind of opposite like treated you a certain way and you're kind of trying to go against that a little bit mm. i'm wondering what i'm gonna do if i ever have children <laughs> how wacky can i go i think my mum definitely did do a lot of things very differently with me she put so much time and effort in and she'd always say to me you're so beautiful and all that kind of thing our relationship's mm. really different but and it is a lot better um and i do kind of appreciate that she made that effort so I don't know. I'm hoping I'm not going to be like my grand as a result. Yeah, my People are more, are more child-centred nowadays than they used to be. So that's all we've got time for um, on today's show. But I think my mum's going to um, lead us out. <laughs> You've been listening to Very Loose Women's Mums Special. For full versions of our shows, check out verylosewomen.wordpress.com. This programme was brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. Visit our website at resonancefm.com to hear our vast range of original 24-7 broadcasts. Resonance is a not-for-profit broadcast platform and relies on public support. If you like what you've heard, make a secure donation at resonancefm.com.